behind home plate. We bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your dearly centering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who uses his money uh, from selling t-shirts to buy bots to win tournaments on Twitter, the button lover, Josh Soroka. Oh, so much drama that I withdrew myself from the Masson Orioles contest because somebody was buying bots for me that then turned people into trash and me and i'm like hey i'm make a podcast and sell t-shirts that caters to this audience i got to get out of here so i pulled myself out of the uh i pulled myself out of the contest and then after i pulled myself out things went even more bonkers where like there were like i ended up the the thing where they were saying I was winning by five hundred and I was losing bots because I was winning by five hundred I lost by like two thousand votes, and a ridiculous number where uh, there were clearly bots being purchased, but not by me, by the right. other person. Right, and that and that continued into next rounds where where clearly people were buying bots for other people. Right, uh, like it wasn't. I don't think. I don't know if any of it was the person who was listed buying their bots. Right. Based on my experience, I think it was um, random people buying bots. Right. Um, to be funny or whatever, which I don't mind. I saw a funny tweet. This tweet made me laugh out loud where it was like, so someone was saying, well, at least someone in Baltimore is spending money to, to, to win. And I thought that right. was a good tweet. Yeah, no, I thought that was a good tweet as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the Twitter tournament. That's fun. Speaking of tournaments, it's that time again, boys and girls. We just had Selection Sunday. Right. It's time for the reading of the brackets. Are reading the brackets? All right. Starting in the first round, the upper left corner, which is my south. I have Maryland versus West Virginia. Go Terps. Moving down. I have the College of Charleston pulling the classic 12-5 upset against San Diego State. Then we have Virginia overcoming Furman. And then I have, sticking with the ACC, NC State overtopping Creighton. Moving down, still in the south. We're still in the south region. I got three other regions to talk about once I'm in the south. We have Baylor, the favorite, beating UCSB. I'm supposed to cut you off by now. I tried to give you a little bit more leeway. Josh, we don't need to talk on the pod. Just let me go. I got 10 overcoming Missouri to number 10 Utah. uh, I said Utah Street. I meant Utah State. Uh, And then we have Arizona beating Princeton in the lowest scoring battle. Moving down to the east. I know how to distract you. Did you know that we always look for iTunes reviews? And we've got a new one this week that I'm excited about. it's been a while. All right. But, But hold on. Did you know that we got one in December? I did not know we got. I thought the last one was like September or something. It was hidden because it was one star. Oh, so it didn't 
it's weird. I don't know how, but when I look in the podcast app, it doesn't show it. I think because it's like a one star and everyone else gives us five. We got a one yeah, star yeah. rating. Yeah. From someone with the username. Someone put in their name as Jay Gibbons. Okay. So since Jay, I believe, is a friend of the show, I don't believe it's the real Jay Gibbons. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. He wouldn't give us so, a star. Clearly, this is someone else who has an agenda. Goes back to maybe this Twitter poll, people. Uh -huh. Boo this show. One star. These guys have the most old man yelling at clouds Oriole takes and alienate the Orioles fan bases born after the year 1990. Listen to the Warehouse podcast and the On the Verge podcast to fulfill all of your Oriole needs. Also, Weird Mood posting uh, rave reviews in the About page of the podcast. Now, can I say, this old man yelling at clouds, I get that we're the old guys of the Orioles podcasters. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, alienate the uh, Oriole fan base born after 1990. I don't think we alienate them, but I think we want you to understand that the Orioles have a long, rich history. Yeah, I, I mean, I think sometimes, especially you, Josh, can be demeaning towards younger fans who lack the perspective that that being older gives you. Respect your elders, buddy. You know, I mean, and we'll get into it in the show, but sometimes I like tradition. I like the same advertisement above the scoreboard. I like not having a brand name on the jersey. I like not having a brand name on the uh, on the stadium. Maybe I like some things the way they are. So, yeah, right. there might be a little old man yelling at clouds today. Yeah, and, and listen, if you want to know who the seventh the uh, the seventh pitcher starting pitcher is, the uh, the backup for the backup catcher on the Aberdeen Ironbirds, yeah, go listen on the verge. Yeah. Uh, if, if you if you want if you want to know these prospects, um, and even non prospects, just players who are in these teams, like you're better off listening on the verge. Right. But I think you, there's uh, room. I mean, I can do this podcast, and I can also listen on the verge. I think there's time for both. There is time for both. I don't know about why, the other one he mentioned, but but certainly it's why we all cross uh, pollinate and work with each other. Um, I like on the verge. On the verge, you know who the lead sponsor for on the verge is this month? Uh, Birdland, Birdland Sports. Because I support You're, the other Birdland podcasts. Everywhere. We like these guys. Yeah, um, they do good. I work. will say it seems a little bit of a coincidence that on the verge and the warehouse pod that the person mentions in this review both come from Baltimore Sports and Life. Mm. They're both from the same website. So yeah. maybe a yeah. little agenda driven. So we can put some yeah, we can put two two together. Um so after gonna, the show, Josh, you can share with me some names, but we can put two and two together. Well here's the funny part is if we want to talk some names as far as Baltimore Sports and Life do you know who edits every single podcast for Baltimore Sports and Life? Uh, you do, don't you? Me. I'm the producer for Baltimore Sports and Life podcast. Uh, so, like, this gets awkward really quick. It's yeah. awkward. They mentioned both the podcasts that are over there, but they're all friends of the show. They're all friends of ours. So I don't know what the I don't understand. You need to get to the bottom of this, Josh. It's you from December. Start, yeah, and it's booed this show. So yeah, I, I wonder what happened in December, but I feel like also you produce someone who's wrote that podcast. You produce their maybe, show, so you, maybe you should so. find out who that is. Maybe, but they also pay me if so. Yeah. Um, but also, 
<laughs> I like the weird move posting a rave review. Have you ever seen a movie trailer? What do they do? They put all the reviews in. Yeah, weird move telling people you have a good podcast and they exactly. should listen. Right, that's a weird right. flex. Yeah. So let's get rid of this guy. Let's focus on Stephen Fear the Turtle. Now that sounds like a real username yeah. and a real person. Mr. Fear the Turtle says it's an Orioles treasure chest. Five stars. Just recently found this podcast, and I absolutely love the conversation. It's a must for any Orioles fan. Thanks, guys, for what you do. He gave that review last week. Okay. Nice. Way better. So, Appreciate you. Right. So if you have not given us a review yet, head on over to your podcast app. And uh, I, I know Apple podcast apps. I don't know if the other ones do reviews. But go ahead. Give us five stars. Give us a review. And let's bury Mr. J. Gibbons. Well, Mr. J. Gibbons has already been buried because this is the first time hearing of it. Yes, Josh, have you, ever, I, have you ever gone and given someone a one-star review on no, iTunes? I just don't bother. Right. I, I just don't, don't listen. I don't I listen. Don't, I just delete. I just say not for me. Yeah. I just unsubscribe. Um, yeah. The only reason I found out about this review is because there's another podcast out there. And this doesn't uh, track us, but there's a podcast for the ball that covers the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And they advertised how they're one of the top football podcasts in the country. And okay. they were using this chartable chart for uh, to show that they're one of the top ones. And I know for a fact that Film Study has more downloads. Right. Because... Uh, we were part of the same network for a little bit. We just film study just left that network, but I know we for a fact had more downloads. So I was intrigued with how they came up with this ranking, and it didn't make any sense. So I logged into Chartable to see, and found out that 336 and Film Study have never been listed added to Chartable. Therefore, we don't show up in the rankings. Oh, gotcha. So I added us, and that's when it came up with this review from December where it pulled uh, it. Gotcha. I will say. That in Chartable, Section 336 is number 154 out of all podcasts in the country on baseball. And I like that. I'll There's a lot that. of podcasts out there. I'll take it. I'll take it. 154 out of the country? Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. We, we don't do it for the numbers, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Right. Exactly. That's how I felt. I was like, okay, I like that. Um, I haven't gone to look to see how other people rank up there. But considering we're a small market team... I'll totally take 154. Yeah, a couple, Josh. First of all, you we should maybe start like podcastrankings.com, where we're the only podcast on there, and we go and brag saying that we're the number one podcast according to podcastrankings.com or something. That might be a strategy. A little, a little poll. Yeah. Um, Twitter poll. Yeah. The and the second thing I would say, if you're gonna, you, you people got to keep in mind, Josh has his fingers in every Baltimore podcast there that 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 exists related to sports. So just know that when you go to write a review or say Josh has his fingers and everything. Okay. Hey. So to j just be aware of that. No, no podcast about bottom sports exist without Josh getting his fingers in there somewhere. Here's some fun. Uh, I told you we're number 154. Yeah. Bird's eye view is number 201. Oh, shots fired there. So I'm shots fired <laughs> so there. not only did I beat them in the Madison Twitter poll, we're also with or without right bots is debatable. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, but, can I say on here or is it behind the scenes talk? Let's just say that last year, Bird's Eye View was also involved in a poll with Twitter bots issues. Yeah. Well, yeah. And as you talked about before, like anyone can go and buy. I, I, actually, I literally would not even know 
do you go in like a street corner and like start? Hey, anyone got some bots? Anyone got some bots? Like, I literally don't even know the process. I, I believe you Google buy Twitter votes. Okay. I, I, um, I don't but know. Apparently I it's pretty done easy. It, but yeah. I, apparently it's pretty easy because it's totally screwing up that mass in Orioles. Yeah. Uh, blog. And it's and I'm fine with it because there's not not much going on in Orioles news. Spring training is cool and exciting, but also boring because it's not on TV and there's not a huge competition. We know who kind of things are. So to add a little excitement, I'm cool with. I agree. I mean, I think it's dumb to buy bots to win a stupid vote. On the other hand, it's also dumb to get all upset about someone buying bots to 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 win a Twitter poll. I think it's it's dumb all around. It I, just makes me giggle sometimes. It made me think. It made me think after I withdrew myself that wouldn't it be funny if I went and bought like 20,000 Twitter bots, like a ridiculous amount. Like they're just, all right, you think I'm cheating here? I'm cheating and yeah. go ahead and do it. But um, but it's not worth my time. Or put them all for bird's eye view who've been, I think, the most outspoken anti-botter. Well, maybe uh, put them all for bird's eye they view. They might be a little touchy because they were accused of bots last year. Oh, and Josh, did you buy bots from them last year in order I did to not. then this year? I did not, but I did get a, a private. I did get a private message saying, "Hey, it's a little fishy that Bird's Eye View was in it last year, and with them getting bots, and this year they're accusing you of bots." <laughs> yeah, you got a message saying that. Yeah, uh, huh? You got a message saying that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Josh is Josh is in deep with this stuff. No, I don't I, get any everyone in here. I, I I work with all of them. Yeah. So it's like even Bird's, Bird's Eye View, who is somehow an enemy of ours now. Yeah, that's like, mostly mine and our own doing. But yes, I ordered them. I don't know. I feel like it's more but, on, on my end. Than their but own. it's always. But even them, I had a lot to do with that show early on. Right. So all right, all right, Josh. Always, um, always involved. Which also brings me to three three six daily. We are doing this year. But it's a pain to do during the off season, so we're gonna wait until the games start. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I didn't want to make any comments digging at three three six daily, but Josh going on here about oh tradition, we can't change the name of Camden Yards. Right. Meanwhile, he does three three six daily, which has three minutes of content and five minutes of ads. So does it um, have a bunch of ads? Yes. I listened to mine. There was an ad in the beginning. The middle and the end. Oh, that's that's uh, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, much. when they come yeah. back, I got to figure out why there's ads going in there. I guess it's probably using the same formula for putting ads in the full show. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, because like beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, but when it's use only that, four minutes. Well, use that thirty-second skip button. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Doesn't that's what me. I do in all every podcast I listen to. So I like when they front load the ads at the beginning, and yeah. then I can just skip two minutes, and then I'm good with the podcast. Right, that's like the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, but they put things in there to like make you not be able to skip. Oh, I was thinking of the Ben Simmons podcast does that too. All right, but yeah, uh, but yeah, feel free to skip the ads if we care about the ads. We'll re- talk to them here, in, uh, and they'll be just part of our normal conversation. Otherwise, go ahead and skip the ads. They help us out, but do you get credited whether you skip it or not? We get credit. There you go. All right, we got no. some baseball to talk about or no? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Depends what you define as baseball. You want to talk about – have we talked about the sun coming down yet? Yeah, we yeah. talked about the sun right. coming down. All right. Have we talked about the rumors that the Orioles are shopping around for advertisement on their uh, shoulder patch? Yes, we talked about that. Okay. 
All right. Have we talked about the Orioles shopping around to sell the name and rights of Oriole Park at Camden Yards? We have not talked about that one. That's the latest one. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about that. I just want to say to start off this conversation, John Angelos, the Orioles are trying to find a whole bunch of ways to get money, yet they still refuse to spend money. Right. It's all a little bit fishy to me. Talking about fishy. This is what I find fishy. Well, and even the way it comes out is the Orioles are quietly looking for a name. Come out and say, hey, we're going to sell the name and rights so we can put a better team on the field. What, is, what, what does quietly mean? Are they, no, are, quietly they means, are they whispering to people in hallways? Quietly means hey, we don't want the want fan name? base to know. But we're looking around for it. I mean, the other option is to announce it. Hello, we are looking to change Camden Yards. How's that going to go over? It's not going to go over well. <laughs> so I don't know if it goes over better quietly, but but Josh. Yeah, it goes it, over better quietly because not everyone knows. What would you rather have if you could choose? Yeah. Carlos Correa or... The name Camden Yards remaining Camden Yards. Like I, what, if you had to choose one, we would become, I don't know, what, Nabisco Park. Yeah, Nabisco Park. But we don't get they make Carlos they Correa. Make, doesn't Nabisco make the Oreos? Yes, they, they so do. So the Nabisco Park Oreos. Yeah, the Oreos. The, Nabisco Oreos Park at Camden Yards, where the Oreos play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you rather have that and Carlos Correa or no Carlos Correa? The same small budget, but. We well, let me just yards. Right. It's what would you rather have? Carlos Correa. You would? Are you rather be Nabisco Park with Carlos Correa? Which one's going to get me a World Series? Carlos Correa. Questionable. He he might increase your chances, but it's no guarantee. I besides Where it's guaranteed you got a dumb name. It's <laughs> true. It's uh I don't know. I think a lot of the dumb businesses are going out of town. We don't need to worry about being PSI net stadium. Um, yeah, and don't hit me with this too. Like, oh well, they should pick a local flavor, like Old Bay. Old Bay is not spending this kind of money no. to name the stadium after him. It's going to be some huge company. It's going to be I mean, freaking Amazon. Yeah, park it's going to be it's going to be Twitter Twitter Park at Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's going to be some huge company that has no personal connection to Baltimore. Right, and you know what? I'm fine with that because I don't you say are? I'm going to Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I say I'm going to Camden Yards. I'm fine with that as long as that means you're putting more money into the team. You can't have it both ways. You can't have more <laughs> money and then be only care about concerts. Did you I see what know. the Orioles did you see what was all over the Orioles Twitter feed this weekend? And Instagram no. feed? No. The Orioles did a special event in Sarasota called Artists and Athletes. And they brought country music stars in to play music for the Baltimore Oriole players and their families. And I guess it was some type of fundraiser, so other rich people. But again, it's focused on putting together a concert under your name using the Baltimore Orioles. Not good timing to, to put on another concert. It's just like the country under the stars or whatever they do, country at the park. I don't care about any of this. Sell the, sell the ad on the – put Coca-Cola on the sleeve. Go ahead and put – a different name on the stadium. There's signs all everywhere anyway, all over the place. There's billboards everywhere. Sell all that as long as you're investing the money in the team. But if you're selling all that, 
just so you can have a Billy Joel concert at Nabisco Park, then I don't care. I'm done with it. Josh, I, I disagree on this one. Um, I think it would be a disaster to change the name. Josh, do you know, let's look at San Diego. We got to talk about San Diego. We Petco San Park? Diego. Uh, what? Isn't Petco it Park? No, it's Petco. I thought that was San Francisco. Uh, I thought Petco Park was San Diego. I thought Quacom Park. Um, or, or, no, Petco Park is San Diego. All right, how much? Maybe it a, used to be a Quacom. I'm just looking on here. That's not a bad name. Well, how much, though, Josh, do you think Petco, how much does the Padres get from Petco for that for that name? Uh, $40 million a year. No way. Oh, I bet it's, look it up. I bet it's like $5 million. Now, I guess this depends on the money. All right, here, the Orioles project to get 6 to $8 million per year for yeah. 10 years. Okay. You, Josh, All you right. know what that is? That's Adam that, Frazier. That's Adam yeah, Frazier. No, you know what? You're, it, as soon as I read the six to eight million, that's exactly what came to mind. You're getting a mediocre player. Yeah. So do you want Adam Frazier? Nope. nope. No. <laughs> no, I don't. You're right. That's I'm, what I'm saying. This is right. this is another. This is not. This of, does not okay. get me Carlos Correa. No. Now, if you were talking about you get fifty million a year or something, all right. Um, but but no, 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 no. This is another penny wise pound foolish. Don't do this. Don't even. The fact that they're even thinking about it shows how out of touch they are. Um, no, right. like I'd rather you not sign Adam Frazier. You're probably better off anyway. And, and not changing the name of the ballpark. M&T bought the name and rights. They renewed the name and rights in 2014 for $60 million for 10 years. So they pay $6 million a year. Yeah, M&T, M&T Bank. I mean, and, and that's M&T Baltimore Bank. at the top of their game, right? That's a football franchise. Right. At the top of their game, unlike the Orioles right now. Right. But that's also a, a stadium used eight times a year Fair instead enough. of 80. But still, you're right. You're in that six to eight million, and that's a mediocre player and not worth it. I'll give you that. Yeah. So don't even think about it. It's a disaster. Be a, <laughs> be a disaster. And it, it shows, again, another example of how out of touch John Angeles is with this organization, with this fan base, where his focus is where his mind's at um it's not not where we want it birdland it's not with the fans it's not really with the team it's it's petty stuff like that uh, yeah that's irritating another another sign things are going south with this thing it's, <laughs> it's definitely another frustration point in ownerships that are, is not focused on what's going on on the field totally agree yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think everyone will still call it Camden Yards no matter what they call it. Yeah, it'll always be Camden Yards. Um, but 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 will it always? Like maybe for us, it always will be. But what about the next generation, Josh? Uh, my son not know Camden Yards. Oh, about the kids born after 1990. Don't now. Don't be yelling at the at the clouds, at the clouds. shaking your lawn chair, yelling at the kiddies here, Josh. But yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll that's be, a good point. We'll always be I, Camden Yards. I believe Camden Yards. I believe no matter what, it'll be whatever stadium at Camden Yards, because suddenly if it's uh, uh, Safeway Park at Giant Field, it doesn't make sense. Or at Camden Yards, Safeway Park at, at Giant uh, Yards. 
Doesn't make sense. You can only have one name sponsor. So Camden Yards will always stay there. Right. No, I, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. So, But don't do it. Either way, don't do it. Just don't do it. Josh, other news stories. Um, Santander, all he does is hit bombs in the World Baseball Classic. Josh, how much have you been watching, paying attention to the World Baseball Classic all right. outside of Santander hitting bombs and Mullins not getting playing time? I've already watched more than I expected. Me too. I don't know about you, but it's on all the time. I flip. Yeah, you can turn I, on at any point and just turn on and watch a little baseball. I, on, I watched. Chi, I watched the Chinese whatever Tape. Taipei, yeah. Versus Cuba. Did you watch Jack? That game was all. That game was so much fun. And at one point, uh, the one manager came out and started arguing with the umpire about the pitcher. And they go and check the pitcher for foreign substances everywhere, and then they can't find anything. So the pitcher throws three more pitches, and then he grabs his arm and says his arm is hurt and pulls himself out of the game. <laughs> so something fishy was going on there, and it was it was a little confusion, and it was great. I love the vuvuzelas and stuff going off in the background. Yes, the, the fans. Horns. I was just watching before the podcast Puerto Rico and Israel, people wearing the luchador masks. Like it's just yeah, it's a awesome. Type of crowd. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, Santander getting the uh, getting that huge home run. He's doing. He's. He, that means it's exciting because it means he's going to come into uh, Camden Yards all warmed up. Yeah, and those are against some legit pitchers too. Um, you see the uh, Orioles. Uh, was you the see last one, one of our. You see one of our single A prospects struck out Mike Trout. Oh, really? That's always yeah. fun. Oh yeah, for, long or something. I yeah, for that. Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize the name, but I was like, "Hey, good for him." So yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I agree. Like um, to to today, um, Sass had his first T ball game. Maybe we talk about it at the end of the show, but he was still like wired up after the game, and so we came home and we just turned on the World Baseball Classic and we watched like three innings of the um, Puerto Rico and Israel game. Yeah. And it's just, I agree. It's like it's just fun baseball. At any moment, I can turn on, and the fans are into it, and it's just. It's just fun. Yeah, I agree. No, I caught I, the first one I called. It was like midnight, and I was like, "Oh, what am I? I'm like, can't sleep." And I turned on the iPad, and there's a game on. I'm like, "This is outstanding." Yeah, and it's kind of fun too because Israel and there's some teams, um, like uh, China. I think lost to Korea today, twenty-two to two. I think that was the game, like in the fifth inning, the slaughter roll. And like even Israel, watching Israel, like they were making these bonehead errors, and like we're so used to teams playing perfectly it's kind of fun to see these players who are clearly like puerto rico is clearly a lot better than israel and you see israel like missing ground balls and like missing these plays that they obviously should make but it's just fun to see i guess more human players who aren't perfect i kind of enjoy that the yeah that not everyone's a superstar no it's it's and it's fun and they all everyone the players care the fans care it's just fun baseball to watch i've been very very happy players pumped up yeah and the players are all supporting each other on Instagram and stuff. They're all yeah. sharing. Like the <sighs> Oriole players who are not in the World Baseball Classic are still keeping an eye on it and sharing stuff about Cedric and Santander and uh, Kramer pitched. So they shared some of that. So, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and by the way, we got a couple of operators out there in Santander and uh, Mullins, and all of a sudden it makes more playing time for Back guys like Kerstet, who's yeah. just – absolutely raking at the plate so i think it's also has the added benefit of you can get some of these young players who might have been 
you know, roster cuts now all of a sudden have a chance to play more because you need the bodies. So that's kind of cool. And added bonus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Josh, have you been, um, as far as, so the Orioles went through a roster cut to the Orioles specifically. I think they're like 55 players. I think they went from 71 to maybe 52 or 55, somewhere in there. Um, I think the most notable, because a lot of these were younger prospects. Right. Most notably was Jackson Holiday was not cut. Jackson Holiday yeah. stays with the team. So that's pretty cool to see, right? Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool to get them more experience around those. I mean, it shows that they expect really big things from him, that they want him around these guys longer and kind of being like, hey, it's not just we're not just giving you an experience. We want you to know these guys. These guys know you because you're going to be up here sooner than later. Yep, and he's and, and I mean he's coming in mostly at the end of games, pinch hit situations, defense replacement. I mean, but he's hitting three eighty five. He has an OBP of five hundred. Like he's holding his own out there. So, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for him. And I mean, he's going. I think he's going to go start at high A and have to work his way up. But but what a cool experience for Jackson Holiday. Josh, anyone else uh, as far as this spring training goes? I mean, now we have a little bit larger of a sample size where, I don't know, like, how, where, where are we at in far, as far as spring training, ca- the, the calendar here? Like a little over halfway um, through spring yeah. training? Yeah, we're like about, uh, yeah, we're three less than three weeks to opening day. Yeah. Anyone so. just reading, hearing about it? I know you're not watching the games. Um, cur- um, the anything stand out to you? Well, it's like you said, Kerstead, and the fact that because these <laughs> yep. guys are – Kerstead did not get the first round of cuts, even though he doesn't have a ton of experience in the uh, minor organization, um, because, one, he's playing really well, and because there's a hole with these guys in out in the international ball that there's a lot more slots to get them in there. So that's um, exciting to see. Really, yeah. they did – they cut 15 guys, but it's not – it's no one. There's no big names on there that you're like, oh wow, I thought he w- was going to make it. Right. Yeah. The going back to Hester Kerstad. Kirst- how about these numbers? Do these, do these numbers impress you at all? He's played in 15 games so far, which is, by the way, the most games out of anybody. <laughs> He's played in more games than anybody. He has 23 at bats, which is not a ton, but it's also near top um, for for the amount of bats. Hits. He's got 11, which is top on the team. Home runs, he's got three, which, again, is top on the team. RBI, he has seven, which is third on the team. And and on top of that, he's batting. How about these numbers? Um, if you like these numbers, he's batting 478, has an OBP of 500, has a slugging of 1,000, OPS of 1,500. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's been – I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been great. He's been – uh, one of the best players, not just prospects, one of the best players in spring training thus far. Now you could argue, well, who is he hitting against? Is he pitching against Miley guys or whatever? But but keep in mind, this is a guy that a lot of people have written off as being kind of a bust after going through all the injury plagued years. Here's a guy that's that's going to start in Double A this year and could quickly make his way to the majors if he continues to hit like this. So and it's not just a one off either because he played really well in the fall league, right? He was the MVP of the fall league. So this is building off of kind of last year getting back healthy, of course, the myocarditis, but also a hamstring issue. Yeah. And then he was really healthy by the end of the year, played in the fall league, fully healthy, was great. And now hitting the spring, he's been great. So Heston Kerstat, um, he fell off the radar for a lot of people, but all of a sudden he's like back 
on on the radar big time with the Orioles. So that's great to see. Yeah. Um, I've also, if you're talking about a little spring training stuff, Kyle Bradish has been impressive on yes. the outing that he did. Uh, that's been really exciting as a guy who, like, we've seen bits and pieces. We've seen stuff in the past where it's like, oh, he's got the stuff that he could do this. It's really coming together right now in Sarasota. Josh, the stats are crazy. Nine innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, most on the team. Um, he's got a, you know, a whip of 0.67, a batting average against of 1.33. He's only given him two runs this spring training, both, by the way, on home runs, only four hits and two walks so far in spring training. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very small sample size of Cobb Radish, but the dude looks great. Right. And if Cobb Radish is this good, wait a minute, this changes things because all of a sudden he becomes a top rotation arm. Um, now, listen, I'm not going to make too much about spring training, but it's really good to see Cobb Bradish get off to a strong start. Yeah, especially since, yeah, it means he's probably in the rotation. Yeah. I mean, you it, he's been pl- pitching well enough <coughs> that he will be in the rotation. It'll be Gibson, Cole Irvin, Cobb Bradish, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, and that means there's only a slot left for one other person. Josh. Last start, what was this? Uh, two days ago, I don't know. What yeah. was that, Saturday, maybe. Grace Rodriguez start. Grace Rodriguez got the start. Pitched three good innings and had a bad fourth inning. Gave it four runs in the fourth inning. People start to whisper, Josh. People start to whisper. Uh, that he's not ready? The guy's maybe not this perfect. Is Josh, I'm starting to think maybe it would be better for everyone if he started in spring training, if he started at AAA. You think you think giving him the giving him the initial rotation is is setting him up too much? Well, here's my argument: A, you can let him get comfortable again in AAA, less pressure on him. B, you can control his innings more. He can kind of keep his inning, innings down in AAA. So when he gets to the majors, he can pitch more innings, right? You can have him throw three innings, one start, four in his next start, and then when he gets to the majors, he's ready to throw five and six innings. C, Josh, I know you like this argument the best. If Rodriguez makes the team, it means Tyler Wells is probably out. Right. Like, who, be who, who's the fifth guy then? Dean Kramer? Yeah, Dean Kramer's the fifth guy. Yeah. D- Dean Kramer's making it. Cobb Bradish is making it. The two veterans, Cole Irvin, Cobb Gibson's are making it. So now it's just about yeah. who's going to get the fifth spot. Right. And it's between several guys, you could argue. But we thought the leader was Grace Rodriguez. We thought the second guy is Tyler Wells. I just personal bias, friend of the show, I want Tyler Wells to make the rotation. Also, Josh, just think about this. Think about this. If Tyler Wells doesn't make the rotation, where does Tyler Wells go? Well, here's what I... Where, where does he go? I See, think... If you say, hold on, let me finish this thought with Tyler Wells, and then you can get to whatever you're going to say because you're going to sidetrack me. But it means he probably goes to the bullpen. But you spent all of last year putting all this effort into building up Tyler Wells' innings. You spent a lot of time. You're going to spend all of last year Build, building up Tyler Wells' innings just to throw it all in the crapper and put him back in the bullpen this year? I don't think the Orioles want to do that. I I think it's possible that you do a six-man rotation. Now, that six-man rotation could go two ways. It could go six guys, six days, or it could go six guys, five days, and you have Wells and Rodriguez piggyback in order to in order to conserve Rodriguez's innings. 
Right. Or one of those things where three. Wells goes to the bullpen for the first five starts, and if anyone kind of gets knocked out in the third or fourth, right, he throws three or four yeah. innings. Yeah, yeah he's, he's that long relief that. guy. Yeah. Or or in the op, or the Rodriguez thing of we want Rodriguez to pitch three <laughs> innings and work his way up. So for the first month, when Rodriguez pitches, you know that Tyler Wells is coming in in the fourth inning. Something like yeah. that. I mean, the other thing is it's, it's, that's going to be interesting to watch is some people accuse, not me, but some people accuse Michael Elias of roster manipulation where they held um, Adley Rutschman. Oh, my gosh. Right. For a second, I blanked on Adley Rutschman's name. I feel like after the show, I need to go whip myself five times in the back for blanking his name for a second. Um, but... So now I I think it was a legit injury for Adley Rutschman last year. Legit injury could keep him from coming up. But some people think that Michael Elias would put Grayson Rodriguez down in Triple A just to have an extra year of service time if he holds him down there for whatever it is a month and a half. Um, Josh, you think Michael Elias would just for the sake of getting another year out of Grayson Rodriguez hold him down the minors? No, because he's already so. came out and said that he he he's already came out and been open about wanting uh wanting Grayson to start. Yeah, that's fine, Josh. But seven years ago, Michael I said Adley Rutschman, back when he was in middle school, Adley Rutschman might make the roster of the Orioles if they're in playoff contention at the end of the year. Remember hey, that? What was that? That was twenty twenty. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was yeah. the short season. Yeah, yeah, the short season. So like yeah, he, I'm all of the say, like that. Michael Elias has said stuff like that before. But I, I don't think he really but didn't really follow through with that. That's true. That is true. Um, that is true, but I think, I think he felt a little embarrassed last year that he put off Grayson Rodriguez so long that Grayson got hurt and never got to be in the majors. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the context that Grayson, it was known with everybody that he was about to be called up and then he got hurt. Right. It was any week, any day now. And then he got hurt. So how are you going to you, say that you're going to bring him up last year at the end of the season, but you can't bring him up now? That's a hard argument to make. Exactly. So, um, so no, I'm right there with Grayson will be up in part of this rotation. Unless he hurts himself. You know, oh. a little blister. Yeah. Um, you think Mike Elias is, like, setting traps all around Grayson Rodriguez? You think Grayson Rodriguez is like having to dodge traps as he goes to his locker and goes out like, to the mound? Yeah. As Michael Elias plots and plans ways. Like the old Dan Duquette pot, the the Dan Duquette potholes? Yeah, do you think there's potholes surrounding his car when he parks the car? Um, I think in Sarasota, no. But once you get up to Baltimore, there's potholes everywhere. That's true. So. The pothole city. Uh, no, I don't think it would be done on purpose. I think we're more likely to see a piggyback type scenario. Okay, the, I mean the injury the injury thing is interesting. I mean no one's talking about it, but if you if you look, I listen to like the Bustoni podcast, yeah, and and every episode they talk about a new Yankee who got hurt this week. Like Yankees are dropping like flies. Right. The Orioles have stayed really healthy throughout spring training. Like I was expecting the start rotation thing to work itself out through injury. Like someone's got to get a blister. But so far, I mean, even Vespi did Vespi pitch today. I don't know if he pitched today, but they're talking about Vespi pitching soon and coming back. It looks like we're like full strength. There's there's hardly any. I mean, there's Batista's nagging thing, but I mean, no serious injuries. Um, so, I mean, I think the Orioles have been really 
fortunate so far with spring training as far as injuries go. So totally that's agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you hope that then that also transitions to, uh, to the season. But yeah, it's definitely exciting to see. Yeah. That's, I mean, you talk about spring training takeaways. One of the big takeaways is just not getting injured. And so far, um, we've been fortunate um, in that respect. And people coming out back from injury, like, John Means seems nothing but but good news, so hopefully that continues. So, yeah, I, I agree with your takeaways as far as kind of most impressive players. Cobb Bradish with his early sample size has been the most impressive for me. Pitching-wise and offensively, um, it's been Heston Kerstat. There's other guys putting up some some impressive numbers. Um, French Cordero um, has been hitting lights out. Um Ryan O'Hearn, another guy fighting for this kind of first base backup for space position, has been hitting lights out. We talked last week about Taron Vavra. Austin Hayes has played well. He also has three home runs, tied with Hessen Kerstat. So that, that's good to see. So, I mean, there's been offensively, I mean, you look at our offensive numbers, uh, we're doing pretty, pretty good this 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 spring training. So um, it's been, it's been especially hitting wise, I think it's been a pretty good spring training for for these hitters. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Though I did see someone criticize um, Gunnar Henderson's batting average this past week, which um, I guess if you want to go that route. Have they seen um, his glove work? Because he's had some outstanding glove work this spring. Yeah, shortstop too. We're going to have a little problem there um, because he's not a shortstop or his shortstop position is taken. But in 21 at-bats, he only has two hits. Josh, does that concern you at all? That in Gunnar Henderson, 21 at-bats. I know he's been doing well defensively. Two hits. And how about this, Josh? Nine strikeouts. Mm. Does that concern you at all? You know what? We should just cut him now. Save our losses. No, it doesn't concern me. It's spring training. It's spring training. We t- we give pitchers. The guy gr- leading the team in strikeouts. We give pitchers okay. grace in spring training because we always say they're working on something. You see, you'll see them throw all fastballs because they're working on it or all cutters because they're working on it. There's something that the hitters are working on as well. So, no, I will not worry too much about that. If it happens the end of spring, maybe a little. If it's happening in, uh, in Baltimore, yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm not concerned yet. He still has my vote for rookie of the year. I did. I'm going to vote. Do the for odds the get better now for rookie of the year? No, because everyone knows spring training is BS. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it's practice. Though I will say this, Josh. I was like thinking about as an outsider, Ali Rutschman as the MVP candidate. Like I can make that argument. He has, because of his catching skills, he's going to have a great war combined with his offense, his catching skills. Right. If the Orioles make the playoffs, a lot of credit will go to Ali Rutschman. Like you could make an argument for Adley Rutschman for MVP, right? Yes, totally. Yeah, but after watching some of the World Baseball Classic, I think they should just give the MVP to Shohei Otani right now. And it's, I don't know why we're even fighting about it. The only hope Adley or anyone else has of winning the MVP is if Ad, if it's Shohei Otani drops off the face of the earth or has Dami John or something. But we really, there's really no hope for it. No, Otani's the MVP no matter what. It's like, yeah, he is he the gets greatest hurt. player in baseball. He is. Yeah. And it's crazy. Can you explain to me why the Elliot, speaking of silly names, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, why they cannot get to a World Series when they have Shoei Atani and Mike Trout? 
Like the two individual greatest baseball players in the majors. I I cannot explain that to you. I, I cannot explain it to you. Yeah, I mean it's it's because baseball is a team game. Yada yada yada. yada. Yeah, I get yeah, all no, that. But yeah. like, think about it. We would go to games strictly because Mike Trout was in town and to see Mike Trout. And now it's the same with Otani, and they're both on the same team. Yeah. And it's not like Trout's washed up. He's still playing extremely well. Yeah, no. Like, you can make an argument that they're the two best players in baseball. Right. And they're on the same team, and that team still struggles to win. By the way, doesn't Japan also have – Josh, have you paid any any attention to this guy? uh, What's his name? Roki Sazaki? You know about this guy? Is that the 54-year-old? No, that's like the 20-year-old. No, I don't know him. All right. I don't know Roki Sazaki. All right. He is um, 21 years old, and he's the guy who threw, like, last off, was it last year? He threw, like, three straight perfect games in in Japan. Why is he not in the majors? Well, because, you know, all that. They don't want to come over? International stuff. Like, he's got to wait till he's 25 or something. Oh, Okay. Uh, uh, and maybe I got the wrong name here. I could have the wrong name. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I I really like, um, I really like watching Japanese baseball. Like that's the game for me. World Baseball Classic. I always look for when Japan's playing. That's for me. Partly because of Tani, part because the fans. But I always search for them. That's my number one option to WPC to watch. I don't know. I'm I'm more intrigued in the old guys that are still like playing in the World Baseball Classic. Like there's a guy on Israel. There's a 44-year-old pitcher. There's a pitcher that's either on Japan or Australia or something who's like 50 years old. Oh, yeah, there's that guy on, um, what, Shlomo Lippitz or something on Israel. Well, that's the guy on Israel, and he's He's 44. 44. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an Australian guy who I think is – he used to play Australian ball, but now he's playing in Japan. And he's the oldest player in the World Baseball Classic. And uh, let's see. He's uh, – well, it's, it's not Rich Hill. Rich Hill's the oldest in Major League Baseball. Uh, I can't – Google's not bringing it up real quick. But it's another pitcher, a guy who's extremely old, like uh, maybe 46 okay. years old. Uh, let's see. I can't, I can't find it real quick. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what's kind of great about the World Baseball Classic too. Um, kind of like a Caesar Valdez throwing dead fish up there, right? But whatever, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah. So it's it's just yeah. The World Baseball Classic is fun because there's a lot of guys I don't know, and it's just fun baseball. I still don't know and understand, but let me confess to this: I still don't understand how any of the like who advances and where they I have advance. no idea. I feel like kind of like the World. I find like kind of like the World Cup. I don't understand. You know how many times you have to win or lose to go or to be eliminated to go to the next round. I don't really understand it all, but I'm enjoying watching the games when they're on. Yeah, I don't understand either. I'm right there with you. I just turn on the game. I don't know how the brackets work. I don't know how who advances. I know Team USA has been playing really well, but I don't know how any of that adds up. All right, all right. We covered all the important stuff. Josh, any little league updates? Um, no little league updates. No, no a, everyone's still on the team. Everyone's still on the team. We had a rain out. Then we did a couple. We've had a couple practices. It's spring break, so no games this week. So we've had a couple practices. Uh, games will pick up again on Saturday. 
Um, I did. I did take Emma to Disney World this week for okay. her 18th birthday and graduation present. Okay, Josh, you're not concerned that you know? Were you trying to get woke by going to Disney, or you're not concerned that you know you're gonna you're gonna get woke by spending the weekend at Disney? No, because what's his name? They, they they changed their head guy again. Bob Eager's back. And okay. He got rid of a lot of that stuff. But okay. uh, no, I'll tell you what. I um, you know my hatred of Star Wars. I did not know you had a hatred of Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars. I thought you weren't into it. I didn't know there was a hatred there. I wasn't into it as a kid. You're not into the. I've, I've the, seen uh, all the shows. Yeah, I've seen all the shows. I never. I didn't like get into any of the originals, even though I've seen them all. And the the this modern telling of Star Wars again. It goes back to that old man yelling at clouds. This millennial factor that thinks the Mandalorian is all star is like Star Wars and this is amazing and stuff. Yeah. I don't like Star Wars. Well, never Josh did. gonna get another one star review here. But here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh Star Wars Land at Disney is really impressive. And there's a couple rides on there that were really impressive. And when you see get off one ride and see like I don't know, a hundred stormtroopers all lined up against you as you're a prisoner, it's pretty impressive. Okay. So I I enjoyed the Star Wars world and then I do like all the Marvel stuff and the comic book stuff. So I went on Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And here's a problem. I hate roller coasters. Right. Me, I, me too now in my old age. Did you always hate roller coasters or is that an old man um, thing? I've always – here's my deal with roller coasters. The ones that go up and down, I'm cool with. Mm, the ones that like spin, board. flip, and go upside down, I have a problem with. Give me the old wooden roller coasters and I'm yeah. fine with it. So here's the thing. We were going to Disney because Emma also really likes uh, – the Avengers stuff, Marvel stuff, and she wanted to. the The big deal is the the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is new, okay. So she wanted to go on it. So all cool, and we go in line. Here's the thing: neither one of us looked up any details about this ride before getting in line. Uh, I would not either. You just go. Sure. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Disney. It's gonna it's be a new. Family. Let's do it. So we get in line, and uh. Big wait list. Like, the way they do it is a virtual line. Like, you have to go in the app and check in, and it'll tell you what time to come. I was going to ask you about lines. Is that how they do it now for all rides? For the most part, a lot of the rides you could you could do that with, which helped out. Yeah, that, I like that way. That's I waited cool. in a line that was an hour long, and I waited in another line that was 45 minutes. And besides that, I had, like, fast pass and stuff for all the other lines. Nothing major. Oh, because you paid for fast pass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have time to wait in line. Yeah. We did, that's why that's why I'm not going to Disney. I don't like to wait in line. We did four we did all four parks, all the rides we wanted to get in for uh in a day and a half. Yeah. So it knocked it out. But anyway, as the line so we're going in and we've got the fast pass thing now, so we're going in line and as we're going up, I look and I realized, oh, those look like that looks like a roller coaster. It's all because it in, it's indoors, so you can't see it. Oh, so I get down to like close to where we're getting in, and I go, "Oh, that looks like a roller coaster." And then I realize, and then uh, I'm like, "All right, well." So I get on my phone and do a quick search, and it says "family friendly roller coaster." All right. So I'm like, "All right, family friendly, no problem." Then we get down to the love Space Mountain. That's right. my favorite indoor roller coaster. Space Mountain, wonderful. Right. That was Space Mountain, family friendly. friendly. Yeah, I like Space I, my favorite is Big Thunder. Big Thunder okay. Mountain, yeah. really fun roller coaster in Disney. 
Is that the one that was canceled or no? That's still there. No, that's uh, uh, that's the waterfall one. Okay. Um, Splash Mountain. Oh, it's Splash Mountain. Okay. No, Fine. Big Thunder's the train going down the Rocky Mountain. Um, fun roller coaster. Anyway, we then uh get to they you go in this room and whatever they get you in the story. Here's what's going on. Oh no, you got to go get in your pods. And we go down and I say, oh Emma, look, that pod it only has the lap bars. So I said, this can't be bad That's at all. It's just, yeah, when you get the shoulder bars. straps, that's what I you're don't, concerned. Yeah. I don't do the shoulder straps. Yes, because shoulder that means there's a lot of body movement happening that has strapped you in for. I agree. All right. So we get, we get in. We're going through. It's awesome. We're flying in space. Here's the problem. This is some modern, newy roller coaster where not only does your car go straight on the track like a normal roller coaster, right. but your seat can spin left and right uh, and whatever yeah so now it's spinning in every direction as i'm going through i feel um, like i am flying through space i know it how looks, you feel about the teacups yeah this is a disaster it looks awesome the music's blasting you feel like you're part of the guardians of the galaxy the the player the guys are going in and i'm sitting there being like don't throw up don't throw you're up. so don't queasy throw up. you can't think about anything i yeah. am so squeezy yeah. i'm like this is yeah. awesome but i'm gonna get sick will this end <laughs> it's not this it's got i can't do spinning it's yeah, spinning. I know you can't. It's going crazy. I'm sorry you had to experience this. I got through it. I then laid on the ground for 45 minutes after the ride. That's embarrassing. I couldn't get on the monorail to go to the Poor other Emma. park because yeah. I was too motion sickness for the monorail. Hmm. I then had to, then finally worked up the courage after 45 minutes to get on the monorail, and then immediately got Dramamine when we got to the other park. So Emma, also very intense for her. We both agreed it's the most intense ride we've ever been in. We also both agreed it was really cool, but we will never do it again. So I, if you're going to Disney, I recommend if you like that sort of thing, get on it. It's really cool. If you're not into that, don't worry about it. Take off. Go on over to Star Wars Land, and they, they, there's, all, there's, other new, there's new technology in these rides where at Star Wars Land and there's this Mickey Mouse ride – where they're not on tracks, where it's basically like you're sitting on like a Roomba or something, and just a robot drives you around, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't been to Disney World in probably now 10 years or something. I mean, it was right when Harry Potter Land opened up. That's, that was, uh, that's over at Universal. Okay, but still, that was about 10 years ago, and then we did Disney, too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like everything has probably changed now by that. Yeah, that's, they're, 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 yeah, I think it was four years for me. Well, actually, I went to the Magic Kingdom last year. But um, four years since I went to these other parks, and there, yeah, there, a lot had changed. But yeah, but a All very right. intense roller coaster that I, if I did research on, I would have not gotten on this ride. And poor Emma had to deal with me laying on the ground for 45 minutes at least. Mm. Well, at least if your team didn't lose by 20, you still did something else embarrassing to give me joy. So um, thanks yeah. for that update, Josh. Appreciate it. Yeah, I got a, I got a, some comments on Twitter about people enjoying you taking joy in my team getting blown out. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, I uh, Silas just started T-ball tonight. He had yeah, his first game. Um, I, I can't do it, Josh. I can't. I just get so – I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess here's what I was expecting. Like players have positions. Is that too much to ask? Like to have T-ball for there to be a shortstop, a third base, second base, first baseman, three I'm still – is that I'm asking still, too much? I'm still telling I'm still telling my nine year olds where positions are. 
like Silas, we went over. I went over Silas for the past month playing positions. We would do ground ball drills in different positions. Right. We get the T ball. There's 12 players lined up seven feet away from the T ball stand, just lined up. And when the ball is hit, it turns into a wrestling match. Right. At least it's, it's unbelievable. So is Silas ahead of the game? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if 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 it's just a mob out there. I, I we'll see how this goes. I don't know how beneficial this all is for him. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't I don't want to do judgment after. Right, he, doesn't really. Josh in 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 this Josh in the Josh Roka spirit of Little League, he had so much fun. He okay. was only upset when he found out that like you only bat through the lineup twice, and then the game's over. So he was a little okay. upset because he thought like he would still keep on playing. Um, but he well, had good. so much fun. He loved well, it. Well, that's all that matters is him is teaching the kids to love baseball. Yeah, according to you. So yeah. he passed he, and, and he passed with flying cut, 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 cut colors if he was on your team. But bless Silas. the coach's heart for putting up with that nonsense. And Silas, you got Silas outside every day playing baseball. Yeah. I would kill for that on my team right now. Yeah, like he clearly knew what he was doing more than other teams. He's also just bigger than everybody else. I didn't realize you don't realize how big he is because he's never next to any other kids until yeah. he goes there and stands next to other kids. Well, the other thing, good. Josh, I I texted you this. It's a whole racket with buying things. This is a whole racket. I went to the <laughs> store this and I got I, to get, I, I I cannot imagine, I cannot fathom why a T baller need, needs a helmet, but every freaking kid had their own helmet. In my entire baseball career, I never buy I never bought a helmet. My entire life, um, the coach would provide a bag of helmets. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why. Why does a T baller need, need a helmet? It blows because, my mind. Because you can no longer share helmets. Yeah. When we were kids, it was you had a small, medium, large, extra large helmet. You picked which one fit you, and you run out there. But Josh, and if and if the player on first base had a large helmet, sorry, you're gonna have to wear the medium or the extra large while you're up to bat. Yeah, it's true. That's how it was. But but Josh, the ball's on the T. Like, I know. But then the players, the but then the players are throwing it around. They're the not are throwing. Running. Josh, you should see these guys throw. They they can't throw above their waist. Right. They they can't throw with any ball. If the ball hits him in the head, he's not even. He probably won't even realize he got yeah. hit in the head with the ball. Yeah, but what if he hits himself in the head with his bat? Okay, fine. But then, oh, and then I went to buy a bat, and I was like, I was looking at bats. I was asking. There's a cool sports store down here, and I was asking about bats, and they're like, Yeah, like that's a cool bat, but you can't buy that bat. I was like, I mean, you can't buy it. Well, if kids being T-ball, he has to buy a T-ball bat. Yes, it has to be licensed. Yes, you're telling me I have to buy a T-ball bat just for this one single year of baseball. Yes. Then next year I have to buy a new bat. That's also what a racket that is. It is. You well, can't buy make a bat that can work for a five year old and a seven year old. Get out of here with that nonsense. I know. We had to buy all new. We bought all new equipment this past year for Owen because also you have to deal with your kids getting bigger. So that helmet's not going to fit forever. Well, I, the I, pants I aren't going to fit. He's got extra big cleats. He's got extra big helmets. Uh, I, we got lucky on the helmet. And he, I, uh, like. I just happened to like, he just happened to pick the one that was super clearance. So I, I good, lucked good. out there. Good. And, and I, I got a pile for, for, for $10. And I got a pile of some old equipment here for you for when he gets a little bigger. Or as when well. he outgrows it. Good. Yeah. I'll take you up on that. Cause yeah, I spent because 50 cleats, bucks on equipment. Think of how much money we waste on spend on shoes for our kids. And now we got to get cleats also. And I'll tell you what, if your yeah. kid plays multiple sports, you're, you gotta, you're telling me you need different cleats for baseball, football, soccer, Everything, I buy soccer cleats and say they this will work on all your sports. As well, my my little man's wearing soccer cleats. They're I, secondhand and a little bit too big for him. 
I wear, as a 43-year-old man, I wear soccer cleats when I play baseball. I wear sneakers, and they because, do just fine for me. Because I don't want to wear, buy a different pair of shoes for every sport. But this is why you don't see many kids from the inner city playing baseball. It's ridiculous, because I thought just to sign up, $110 to sign up. Because even if fine. you grow up playing stickball in the streets, at some point, in order to get in a league, you have to get all this crap. Yeah, like you're required to buy a helmet. You're required to have yes. your own bat. You're required... It's just it's wild to me. It's wild to me. Yep, it is. But you're welcome right. To, welcome to Little League. More than any other sport, I guess. I guess football is like that. Maybe football, so. hockey, baseball. Those yeah. are the sports where you got to buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's why soccer and basketball will always continue to dominate. Nationally, all you yeah. need is a ball. And 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 globally, right? Because yeah, exactly. All right, that's no, but Passage played well, got a couple of hits, but just the total chaos of it, it's hard for me to watch. It really is. Um, yeah. That's why we came home. I was like, we got to watch some World Baseball Classic so you can see how baseball is really played. And then Israel made like five errors. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's the World Baseball Classic. We get to watch that. I think it goes, uh, I think we got another week, eight days of the World Baseball Classic left. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And and that'll definitely that's definitely keeping me like focused as we get through spring training. Yeah, because once we get done World Baseball Classic, it's like just wrapping up spring training. Like, yeah, it's like less after than a that week. our conversation will be like final roster cuts and stuff. Yeah. I think it's I think our I think our prediction show is immediately after World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Sweet. So. Good stuff. All right, let's get out of here. All right. Follow Keep us on-, on social media and Instagram and Write us a review on iTunes, preferably more than one star. That would be cool. Yeah. Help us out. Get rid of that uh, Jay Gibbons guy. Give us five stars. Tell people what you love about the show. And maybe I'll take your review and put it in our podcast about page. That's because that's a weird flex, Josh. Weird flex. Also, keep on checking out BirdlandSports.com and uh, Instagram and Twitter. Pick up some shirts. Got a new uh, dugout shirt featuring multiple guys. And have a new Slam Tander shirt up this week. Uh, last week, we put out the Oreo shirt. I mentioned that. And I am working with uh, DL Hall that we're going to have an official DL Hall shirt in the next week or so. All right. Love so that. Keep an eye on that. DL Hall in my backyard here. Grew up in my backyard. Very cool stuff. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. You can follow us on iTunes. I mean, you can follow us on Twitter at section336. I will take all bot buys if you want to buy them for me. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for the bots. <laughs> Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. And go USA.